0: It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never, the choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright.
1: Hello, listeners. Thank you for being here today, December 8th. What a show we have in store for you. Our show title is called How a Life Celebration Feeds Your Service. What does it mean to celebrate life? How can you live yours in service to others? Today, I will be exploring these questions and take a peek at a life well lived with my guest, Donnie Ingram. Donnie is compelled to live a life that lives, leaves a legacy and to spend his days, well, no matter the twists and turns, that life brings. Tune in as we learn about his tools and his life as we celebrate it together. Donnie, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks,
2: Karen. Looking forward
1: to it. I'm so excited. We've been chit chatting because we get on early to get all the glitches out, you know, and um, it's just been so much fun talking with him and and talking about Thanksgiving and the holidays and all the the fun time of the year and. I love he made the comment about how he's so excited about the the title of the show, the celebration that feeds into service. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get started, listeners, you know how I love to get grounded and doing our breath work. So I invite you to uncross your legs, take a moment for yourself, close your eyes, and just take a deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. Remember, as you breathe in, allowing that breath to go down into your lower abdominals. So breathing all the way in and releasing. One more deep breath in and release. Put your hands up around your shoulders like giving yourself a big hug. As you keep breathing, I want you to repeat out loud or to yourself, I am worthy of my love three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in and release. And then taking your finger, tapping three times on your chest, repeating the word, accept, accept, accept. And release. Listeners, as we take this moment to be grounded, to enjoy the breath of life and being in the present, I invite you to be here now with us all things behind us. There's no worries right now. We're here to talk, communicate, and to be one with our hearts. The affirmation for today is, here we go. Oh, I enjoy giving. I enjoy giving. So Donnie, when I read that, what was the first thing that came to your mind?
2: I enjoy giving. If it's a uh, it's an excitement to give to other people. I mean, studies have shown that when you give, you know, it excites things in you. So if you want to live a full life, you, you got to be a giver. I mean, even Christ told us that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you, we need to be givers because you can't outgive God. You know, so we need to we need to really practice the, the principle of giving Because giving is what life is all about. I'll never forget one of the uh, sociology professors in the Midwest. He said, Our responsibility should be to, you know, work as hard as we can, earn as much as we can so we can give away all we can.
1: Mm, I love that. Mm. Listeners, get your sticky note out, write that affirmation for the week down. I enjoy giving. And what a beautiful time, especially during the holiday seasons where we're we're here giving to others, whether it's through our service, like we're talking about today, celebration, being around families and friends, and thinking about other people besides ourselves. And I think we do a really good job as humans during the holiday seasons to remember that. But then we kind of get out of touch again. <laughs> and so I want you guys to make sure this sticky note stays up so you continue to see this throughout the next year, come into 2022. I enjoy giving. And like Donnie said, you know, God has given us so much and there's, we can never outgive what he's done but we can try and that's why we're here is to continue to become better and to evolve so i want to introduce my wonderful 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 guest today donny ingram is a speaker author life performance coach and founder of ingram management for the last 30 years he was he has worked in sales and marketing as well as training and development for both government and corporate America. He served more than 21 years with the United States Air Force and finished his career at Air University in Montgomery, Alabama. He is responsible for the development of Engaging for Success, a corporate training program that focuses on human design, communication,
2: and attitude.
1: Well, thank you for being here, sir. I love
2: this. (laughs) I am. I'm excited about being here.
1: So you served 21 years in the United Air Force. Pilot, fighter pilot, what did you
2: do? I was uh, what they call an information manager.
1: Okay, so what does that entail?
2: Well, it kind of entails a lot of different things. A lot of intel, uh, you know, supporting our our troops uh, around the world. Uh, Most of my uh, career was uh, spent... Uh, supporting the 19 countries of the Middle East with uh, the United States Central Command, so traveling all over the Middle East and uh, you know uh, helping out. I worked out the American Embassy there in Amman, Jordan. So that was uh, you know it it was kind of an, an admin kind of job, but it entailed a whole lot of things when it comes to collecting data and you know putting together programs uh, you know for the Air Force and for uh, for training others.
1: That's amazing. So, with with that knowledge of you learning to collect data and things like that, how did that how, how did that progress with you writing? How many books is it?
2: Uh, five total. I've got four really that I, that we pushed. That's been you know you know good sellers for us. But, uh, did
1: that help with the your with the writing and?
2: Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, it, you know, it taught me how to really do research. You know, to to uh, look at things from a different perspective and to write about things that, uh, you know, that, that other people can really grab a hold of and use. Uh, you know, most of my books cover principles, uh, you know, success principles. And, uh, you know, when, when you can tell a story that people can relate to, you know, a, a real life story that, uh, you know, that actually happened, people can put themselves in that place and they can, you know, they can grab a hold of that principle and have a better chance of employing that principle in their life.
1: So tell tell the listeners... Maybe share with us, what's what's your favorite book out of the four, almost five that you've done? Do you have a favorite one? I,
2: I would say uh, Winning the Battle is my favorite. That That's kind of an, an overall. Uh, it's seven principles. It leads to success. And, uh, you know, it, it starts like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, uh, one of your articles was now or never, you know, and I talk about that. You got to make the right choices and you can't keep putting it off. You got to do it. And it's either now or never. <laughs> So, you know, that's that's you know, that's what I like that that book has probably been uh, more beneficial for the corporate world uh, when it comes to uh, the the church world, the religious world, success in the home would be my next favorite because uh, I'm doing a a series now with an organization on success in the home. That's where everything starts is in the home. That was the start. The first institution founded by God was the home. So everything is the building block for society. So we you know everything starts there. But basically, it's the the same principles, regardless of what we're doing or where we're at. The same principles work. And so when we learn to employ them in our life, then that's when, you know, things begin to work for us. That's when we could really celebrate life.
1: Yes. And I love the fact that you brought out that it starts in the home. It starts with the family unit, starts with the home, the respect, the love, the trust, the principles. And share with the listeners the seven steps that you wrote about winning in the battle, winning the battle.
2: Well, the first is choice. You got to make a choice. You know, we all, we, we all make choices up through our life. And, uh, you know, I always, you know, my choices were not good in the beginning. Uh, you know, I, uh, I graduated, like I tell most people, I graduated high school and the half of the class that made the first half possible. <laughs> so I had to make some serious choices if I wanted to change my, my life, uh, you know, goals. And uh, I had help in doing that. You know, I had, I had some great mentors so you know, when we talk about uh, making choices, you got to understand uh, where that is, the principles behind that, the principle of attitude, the principle of communication, you know, the principle of goal setting and time management, uh, you know, those kind of things. Those are the principles that you've got to grab a hold of. You know, the, the experts tell us that uh, for an individual to be successful, only 12% is, is hard skills, you know, that's systems and products and those kind of things but 88% of whether somebody's going to be successful or not depends on what some people call soft skills which is the principles I'm talking about you've got to understand those things and when you do and when you can understand communication and time management you know and, and those kind of things you know goal setting and making making choices those things begin to you 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 really begin to use them and to employ them in your life
1: and they sound when you're saying that it's like, oh yeah, that's like you know kind of simple. And then you're like going, well, how do I calendar? How? What choices have I made? Have I manifested? Have I set my new goals? Have I? And so these are all good reminders, especially yep. starting in the new year. Right. What are some things we want to implement? Um, is there something that stands out to you that is? I I hate to say more important than the other, but something that has really, that really motivates you or stands out for you. Well,
2: the one thing that stands out for me in in anything, and I believe it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's backed up biblically and that's setting goals. You know, we have got to set goals, you know, and everywhere I go, when I, when I talk about goals, I ask the question and it's the same everywhere I go. Only 3% of the people set goals and document those goals. And as, as life has shown, only three percent of America ends life with most of the things money won't buy and all the things money won't buy because they, you can't hit a target you don't have. So you, you have to understand, you got, you got to set a goal for where you want to go. You know, I love the book. Uh, Mark, Mark McCormick wrote a book uh, uh, entitled uh, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School. And he asked the graduating class one question, you know, how many of you set goals? And only three percent of the class set goals and actually actually documented them. You know, uh, thirteen percent said they had goals but they didn't write them down, and and the uh, the the remainder of the class said uh, they didn't have any any goals. Well, he tracked those people for ten years, and what he found was kind of interesting. The the uh, the thirteen percent that had goals but didn't document them was earning ten or was earning two times more income than the others. But the 3% that documented their goals and tracked themselves on them was earning 10 times more income than the other 97%. So if money is important, and I believe it is, I mean, you know, I I like what Zig Ziglar said, you know, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but you can't live without it. It's just like oxygen. We got to have it. So if money is important, then we got to set a goal in order to get what we want out of life because money is just a vehicle to get us there. You got to set a goal. You got, and I believe you got to set goals for every area of your life. In the corporate world, we set goals. We understand, you know, you got to make so many sales in order to get, you know, so many appointments, those kind of things. But it should be in every area of our life, including our relationships. You got to set a goal to build that relationship. So many couples have problems because they get married and they think it's just going to happen. And it doesn't, it's not like that. You've got to cultivate that. You've got to work at that. It takes effort. So you need to set those goals.
1: Right. I love that. And I love the fact, listeners, it's not just setting the goals, it's writing them down. It's like you write them down. They're lies in your head. I am all about manifesting in vision boards. So I like to see my goals every morning when I wake up. And, you know, I write on my mirrors what I want, things like that. And I think that's really important. But studies have shown you just heard Donnie say this. Three percent of people set goals and write them down. And I love it that you can't measure your progress unless you do, you know, gotcha. there's, there's no progress. And so I think that's so important. And in every aspect of your life, tell me a little bit about like relationship. Um, first married couple. So my son and his wife just got married in August, right? Brand new people be married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What would you tell them besides I- setting goals? What, like, which areas are like more important than the other or they all pretty much, they all encompass? The,
2: the, the first goal is you got to communicate with each other. Yes. How many couples do not communicate properly with each other? You know, we're, we're great at, at, at the at the high level things like, you know, hey, how'd your day go? And, you know, what's the weather like today? And what are we going to do next week? Or where are we going to go out and eat? But you got to get deeper than that. And couples have got to communicate. They got to know what each other wants. That's one of the things that uh, Gary uh, Gary uh, Chapman wrote in his book, "The, the Five Love Languages." You got to know how to communicate those love languages to your your partner. When you do, that's when it's easy to, to to fulfill their needs and to let show them how you know how they're how much you love them and how they, let them feel how much they're loved. Uh, communication is is got to be the number one key. In, uh, in a relationship. You got to set it. takes a goal for that. You know, I, I, my wife and I, my first wife and I were married for 46 years. I continually dated her. You know, you, you've got to continue that. And that's a goal. You've got to, you know, I call her up every week and ask for a dinner, you know, and then a movie. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to do the same thing with my next wife, you know, that uh, God has brought into my life. Uh, you've got to cultivate those relationships. You got to keep that. It, that's a goal, and it should be. You know, one of your one of your major goals is cultivating your relationships, not just with the world and in your in your business, but with your personal life, even with your kids. You got to cultivate that. And That and takes. That, uh,
1: time. And it takes time. It takes effort. It's hard. It is. Relationships it is. are very hard to. Keep alive and the spark going and because pretty soon you start taking things for granted or, or well, that he should know me by now, right? It's been right. forty six years. She should know me by now. She should know, but we Look, continue to right. evolve and grow, right? <laughs>
2: that's right. You know, I always recommend that, that uh, couples go at least every other year to a marriage conference or a couples retreat because you learn things about each other. It's, it's just like preventative medicine for your health. You know, learn more about each other. Yeah, and it, it, sometimes it takes listening to somebody else to talk about that before you realize that how important that thing is, because we do. It's like you said, we take each other for granted, especially after we've been married a few years. And uh, we should never do that.
1: Right. And it's kind of sad <laughs> that we do that. Yeah. But I think we do that whether like our kids, like, I don't know, I just just I've both my parents have passed on and I I I knew my parents, but I didn't know my parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know like their goals or their dreams or what they, what they desired. And as they got older, it became more important. And when I, you know, asked my mom one day after my dad passed, it's like, were you truly happy? Did you fulfill the goals, your dreams that you wanted? And she said, yeah, I'm like, really? You just want, <laughs> so then I questioned her, really? You didn't have like all these, you know you didn't want to travel the world. You don't want to do X, Y, Z or whatever. And she's like, no. It was just fine, and I think as um, you know, like the relationship with the with parents and children, you see your parents in a different light. Yeah, and sometimes, I, like I'm going through this right now with my children as they mature. You know, they're young adults now, and all of a sudden, I was the mom, and I knew everything. They worshipped me, right? And now they hit 16 and 18, 20, 20, all the way down 28. And apparently I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. You know, all of a sudden they mature into themselves and they see life differently. Oh, yes. And they have their own opinions. And I love that.
2: I have three sons, and I've had every one of them to call me and say, Dad, how did you do this? How did, how did, that, how did, happen? How did you raise three kids? <laughs> and I said, just like you're going to do, one day at a time.
1: <laughs> exactly. I love that. Listeners, we are heading into break right now, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with Donnie, and we're going to be talking more about goals, communication, and his life journey. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. The book, Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com.
3: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to
0: Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back. We've had the privilege of speaking with Donnie Ingram, who is an author and full of wisdom and knowledge and great advice. And before we went into break, we were talking about goals. We're talking about communication. And during break, Donnie's like, Karen, there is a formula for success. And I'm like, I believe that, too. And instead of, you know, letting you guys guess what it is, I'm going to invite Donnie to share with us at this time what that formula of success is.
2: Okay, Uh, it's real simple. It's B plus B equals R. Belief, belief plus behavior equals results. You know, if you're not seeing the results you want, regardless if it's selling a product, building a business, raising a family, whatever it is, if you're not seeing the results you're looking for, the thing that has to change is your behavior. But you cannot change your behavior until you change your belief, because all behavior is driven by what you believe. So, okay. you have to believe it. You know, you, if you don't believe it, it's the old saying, you know, what if you can or you can't, you know, if you believe it, you're you're right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: you've got to believe where you're going. You've got to to go after it with uh, no holes barred, you know, uh, you know, I, I like uh, uh, what Tony Robbins, I think said, you got to know what you want. In other words, you got to set a goal, you got to know why you want it, because the why is the power behind it. And then you got to go, you got to have a strategy to go get it. And then you got to measure your progress. Those are the that's how you get everything in life that you want. You know, so that belief system is powerful, you know, and along with that, to build that belief system, it takes self talk, you know, to me, the greatest person you can talk to every day other than God is yourself. You know, when I first learned that stuff, I, you know, I get up in the in the morning, I get in front of the bathroom mirror and I just say, hey, God, look how great you made me. I'm going to do more today than I've ever done in my life. I start proclaiming what I wanted to see in my life, including speaking to my body for it to be healthy. You know, we don't realize how you can program your own subconscious mind to get where you want to go in life, where you were meant to be. So many people are living beneath where they should be, you know, simply because they don't believe and they don't know how to do the affirmations in order to get where they want to go.
1: And I'm a firm believer in affirmations and firm believer in self-talk. And I mean, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We can listen to ourselves constantly, right? And we can be able to, those people that don't lift us up to the higher energy, the higher frequency, we have the opportunity to let them go and follow who and what. And usually it's ourselves that are going to lift ourselves up. And you made a comment about the why. That to me, listeners, is so important. What is your why? And once you figure out that why, and it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, once I figure out my why, sending love and light, that was my why, to spread light and love to everybody. That's my why. And now my what is the radio show. My what is the book I wrote. Now or never shine, baby, shine. My what is being a Reiki master. My what is being the yoga instructor. So the what are all these other tools, but your why, the clarity of the why. And you made another comment that I love is you have to know it in order to achieve it. Yep. And so if your mind is just like pff, rambled, you don't know what direction you're going. You are not rooted. You're not grounded. You're just going to be flying around here. Right. until there's clarity yep. do you have a, a suggestion for our listeners how can someone get clarity how can you help someone under help them figure out what they want because i know we can't do it for them yep. well do you people, have any suggestions
2: people uh and I know rick warren wrote a book called the purpose-driven life Most, so many people don't realize why they're here why, why do i exist and most of them never really recognize their gifts, talent, skills, and abilities. And we're all given that. We're you know God designed each one of us with those things. Now, we have to develop those in order to get where we, we need to go. But people need to need to sit down and, and really write out their likes, their, their dislikes, because sometimes your purpose comes from either one of those. Something you love very much or something you hate. You know, you may hate the legal system and you want to change it. So you become a lawyer, you know, or you may hate the, the, a disease and, and you want to be, you, know, you become a, a medical professional in order to, to, to combat that. So it, 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 you know, it, it depends upon your, your desires, your wants, and people never, and that, I think that's where we failed in education is not teaching our young people how to determine what their purpose in life is, how to determine what their skills, talents, and abilities are, because when we do, that's when they can walk out and achieve greatness in this life. You know, I've got three sons, and my youngest son, uh, uh, I mean, he got, he got a, a greater benefit of what I learned, so life just seems to work for him. And, uh, you know, it, it's not because he is, knows any more than the other two, but it's because he believes it and he realizes I can do that. I can accomplish that. You know, so he sees no limitations, uh, whereas the other two see limitations on what they can do, especially my oldest son. You know, uh, I mean, he, he's a pastor in a great church in upstate New York, but he still he still sees himself, you know, with limitations. And we got to quit that. We got to we're the only ones that can limit ourselves you know, we, we've got to get out of that. You know, so for, you know, for any, anybody who wants to know that you got to sit down and, and write out what's your likes, your dislikes, what do you want to see happen in life, you know, and determine, you know, where you want to go to get there and, and what it's going to take to get there. Zig Ziglar in his book, Over the Top, has a great formula in there to, in order to figure that out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I always recommend people get that book. Now, we, you know, we lost Zig several years ago, but he was a great mentor for me when it comes to those kind of things.
1: Yes, and I appreciate you talking about writing your likes and your dislikes and get out of our way. Yeah. Step aside and let us go. You know, we are our first, (laughs) we're our first, worst judge. We're the first ones to block ourselves from doing anything because of our self-doubt. Yep. And it's like, dang, people, wake up. You got this. Come on.
2: You can do this. That's what ignited me to, to move into the career that I have, because I saw so many people and, and I, my first, uh, I guess, when I started speaking was really by accident, but I started seeing the light bulb go on and, and people began to realize that, you know, this can be fun. And, you know, when I sat 25 bankers down one time in a classroom and, and some of them were dissatisfied with what they were doing. And I asked the question, what did you want to be when you were 15 or 16 years old? And we went around the room and every one of them, everything they said was dealing in, in service to other people. And I had to bring out that what you're doing today is serving people. You're serving the most important asset they have, their finances, you know. So when you can grab that and you understand and you can get meaning behind that, that's what you know really propels you into significance.
1: Yes. Um, we spoke earlier on the phone and you shared with me a story which one of your books is about that you and your your family wrote. Can you share with me the story and journey that you went on?
2: Well, when uh, my wife uh, passed away, we, I was married for 46 years uh, to a beautiful woman. And we, we had a great marriage, a great life together. We traveled the world. She was a speaker, too. You know, I carried I worked her book table and she worked mine. You know, so we, we had a great time together. Uh, so when when she passed away, it was a you know, it was a shock to us. And uh, my, the week afterwards, my my middle son and I were sitting in the den here and we were talking about, you know, why, why, why did she have to go? And, and I've been struggling with this book, uh, you know, Real Freedom for about two years. And my son looked at me and he said, well, dad, he said, uh, we're, so, we're all supposed to write this book, I believe. So, you know, I immediately fired uh, an email off to all the, you know, the kids and the, my daughter-in-laws and everybody jumped on board immediately to grab a principle, write about that principle, and then use her, her life story to show how that principle should be lived out and uh, how she did it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where the book came from, uh, The Real Freedom, because she lived a free life. More people should understand what it takes to live free. And she left a legacy of love that will last till the end of time.
1: Can you give me a little example of something to maybe help our listeners understand to live free? Because I'm i all about flying, never being caged again. You know, mm-hmm. the whole thing of just freedom. But I would love if you could share something, example or story of hers.
2: Her, her She exhibited, exhibited freedom by she was a people person. She met, you know, she didn't, no problem meeting people, talking to people. And she had a goal, same as mine. I mean, we kind of developed that to help people to understand how better to live life and live it more abundantly, just like Christ told us we could. You know, that's what he came. He came and died to set us free, free from the bondages of this world, free from, you know, spiritual freedom. So, you know, she, she would, uh, she never met a stranger, number one. And my, my, uh, my youngest daughter-in-law, uh, Tyler's wife, uh, she noticed something the first day she was out, they love shopping. So they went shopping and she said, and every store we went to, I would look up and I would see Charlotte, you know, talking with this person and, 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 and and several times praying with that person right there in the store. And, and I thinking, you know, it was a friend that she knew or something and come to find out she had no idea who that person was. (laughs) You know, so you, you, you have to be open for to, to do what your heart tells you to do. You know, I mean, uh, all through scripture, we're told that God looks upon the heart. The heart's where our motives are and you can see people's motives by their actions. So mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to realize the power behind that, exhibiting the right actions, you know, in order to see people change and uh, want the best for people. I think that's one of the things, uh, leaving a legacy. I mean, you know, I always ask people what kind of legacy you want to leave. You know, uh, most people, I mean, psychologists even tell us our life is going to go in the direction of our most predominant thoughts. So what are we thinking? Are we thinking health, wealth, and happiness or sickness, depression, and death? You know, so what do you want to do? What is your legacy going to be? And, uh, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, people need to grab a hold of what, what they're capable of doing and start doing it for other people.
1: Well, I love that storyline because it's, you know, you had a question for me, is it possible to live free in the service to others? And you just gave a perfect example of Charlotte being able to do that, going up to people and communicating and offering a prayer with them. Yep. And I think, um, how beautiful is that? And it's simple. And that's what I... To me, life is so, life is simple and giving to others is really simple and you, you can give money away or you can give a smile away right. and you can look people in the eye, right? you know, and wish them a good day. And I just, to me, we're all humans. And at the end of the day, no matter where we're at, we want that respect from somebody else.
2: Absolutely. You know, so many people go through life and never, they're never told that they're loved. Mm -hmm. nobody ever puts an arm around them and says, you're going to be fine. This is going to work out. You're going to walk through this. You know, you're going to come out victorious on the other side. People need encouragement. People want to be motivated. You know, I will never forget Mac Anderson, the author of Simple Truths said something many years ago that really stuck with me. He said, people are a lot like sticks of dynamite. The power's on the inside, but nothing happens until the fuse gets lit. Mm-hmm. So we have to light that fuse, you know, when I heard I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a fuse lighter that changed my goals in life. I wanted to learn, I wanted to light other people's fuse of what they could achieve in life. And, uh, you know, for two organizations now, I've been very, very, you know, uh, successful in helping other people achieve the goals they want. And, and today, of course, I'm 67 years old. I'm, you know, on the downhill slide, but I'm still, you know, coaching people and helping people uh, understand how to live life. And, uh, you know, I spoke Sunday, I'm speaking tonight, you know, have you, my, that's my goal. I don't, when I, when my toes turned up, I'll quit that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in my show when you're six feet down, it's too late. Right. You know, you got to do it now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Now's the time. Exactly. You're looking
1: up, going, okay, yeah, okay. Wish I would have done something different. And that's the thing in life. I've, I noticed um, just personal experience for me is like, I promise I would never divorce myself again. And I think in life so much where it's all about everyone else and we're not worthy of self-love or self-respect or taking care of ourselves, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually.
2: Right. Right.
1: Right. Well, how can we care for others if we're not taking care of ourselves first?
2: That is a key. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And to me, this life is my journey and I'm responsible for me and not anyone else. Even my kids, like stepping back, like you raise them, but then you teach them to fly.
2: That's it. That's it.
1: And you want them to soar with the eagles. You don't want them coming back with the chickens, right? You know,
2: exactly. Well, you know, we've got it. We've got to teach our people. Uh, I mean, our kids especially. I mean, to me, that's the gift that I was given was my kids. So I've got to teach them, and, and like you said, to you know, to soar with eagles. They've got to go after what they know they want in life and what they can do. I mean, they've been gifted to do that. We have to, you know, we have to let them fly, and we have to teach them how to fly. You know, I mean an eagle pushes that, that that little one out of the nest and they're miles and miles high sometimes. And that you know, that, that bird's gotta learn how to fly before he hits the ground.
1: Right? He's like <laughs> Yeah.
2: And it's scary. It, it's scary for a parent, you know, when you said you, you gotta go do it. Uh, but you you know, you've gotta do that. They they learn from doing that. And yes. you know, that it's just so much uh that we have failed to realize that uh, we have the capability. I mean, we're, we, are, we are really, as the word says, fearfully and, and wonderfully made. So we need to use what we've been given. I will never forget now, and there's been many studies to show this, but Earl Nightingale, I don't know if you've ever read anything about him, but Earl figured out years and years ago that, uh, and, and he said it a little, di- little different than in to people today, but he said, whatever you plant into your subconscious and you nourish it with repetition and emotion, Will come to pass for you, and all he's doing is teaching you how to to build your subconscious mind. Because our subconscious is the the driver, the control center for our entire being. When you when you put the control that, when you can set the goals in that, that's what that's why affirmations are so important. You know, then your subconscious is going to look for ways to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take you on a journey.
1: I love the fact that he brought emotion into it.
2: Emotion is what anchors it.
1: Yeah, but people don't understand that. People believe emotions are not good. I think as this the new era, the 2,000 years opening up, the 5D world is coming and people are understanding to go inward, to feel your emotions, to feel what you want, to feel in general. Yeah. We've been taught not to.
2: Exactly. We've been taught that facts are are more important. And, uh, I mean, facts are important, but you got to feel it. You know, I want to be, I want to get excited because, well, and just think about it, Karen. I mean, uh, what, what causes people to move? What motivates people? Normally it's emotion. You know, I mean, a a speaker. I mean, I've got some speakers that I really love to listen to because, you know, you get excited with them. You can get right in there with them. They tell a story. You're there, you know, so it it, it causes you to take action. You get emotional. And that's what Earl was saying. You know, if you, you start planting it in there, you get emotional with it. It's going to happen for you. And that's why I used to get up in front of the bathroom mirror and talk to myself. You know, I got him. I got emotional with it. I wanted to anchor that stuff in there because I knew where I was going to go. And when I went in, when I went into commission sales, after I retired from the air force, I told my wife, you know, I said, I've got a herd to of the office there. They're lined up for two blocks, you know, waiting to see me. Well, commission sales, she pushed me out the door real quick, but you know, then about the third day she realized there's nobody waiting on you sit down. <laughs> but I, you know, did, were they ever waiting on me for two? No. But was I successful? Because I saw that. I looked for that. And right. I expected everybody to take every recommendation that I, that I had. Did they do it? No. But I expected that. I looked for that. If you don't expect it, you know, then you, you, you're missing it. You've got to expect to be successful. you got to look at yourself as successful. You know, I like the uh, uh, people are posting it everywhere. The little kitten looking in the mirror and seeing the lion. If you don't see yourself there, you know, you're never going to get there.
1: Right. And I think so much we... Um... We don't understand our value.
2: Right, right.
1: And how important that is.
2: Yes. You've got, if, if other people uh, don't see your, if you don't see your value, other people aren't going to see your value. Exactly. You do it. I learned a long time ago that you can't, believe, you can't expect people to believe that you're skilled, talented, beautiful, sexy, and successful until you believe it. When you believe it, it starts to manifest and other people are going to see it then
1: listeners, we're going into break right now, but stay tuned as we come back talking more about value and the person you are as an individual. Stay tuned.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net.
3: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never.
0: The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, Please call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is Karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back. And this show has just been delightful. The energy uh, during break, I was telling Donnie, oh my gosh, the energy here, I hope you feel it because I'm feeling it, has been truly amazing. Listeners, as always, I invite you to email me, shinenowornever.com. Send me your questions. Send me your concerns. If you want to be a guest on my show, then email me. And as always, you can go to Amazon and buy my book, Now or Never, Shine, Baby, Shine. At this time, Donnie, I would love you to share how people can get your books and get a hold of you. If you could share that at this time, that'd be great.
2: You can uh, you can get a hold of all my material at donnieingram.com. At, uh, Donnie uh, Donnie, you know, H a, uh, will take you. And I have a store on there. If you're looking for the, uh, the freedom book, we have a website strictly set aside for that it says real freedom.com. And it'll tell you all about that book. And uh, you can buy it in any format, uh, from uh, e copy to paperback to hardcover. Uh, so though you know, it's there, but you can get all of it on, uh, you know, donnieingham.com and that's Donnie with a Y.
1: Love that. Thank you for sharing. Listeners take the opportunity and go and do that. At this time it's a great t- it's a great time of year right with the holidays around us but it's also a time that can be very stressful and and if you've lost family members people can become very depressed and things like that. So this whole This whole topic we're talking about celebration of life, and I want you as an individual and listeners, how do how can you celebrate life, and what does it mean to you, Donnie? What does it mean to celebrate life for you?
2: It means that every morning I get up, I'm excited. You know, life is a celebration, and we we have to live it like that. You have to believe that. You have to walk in that. You have to you have to look at life differently than what most people look at life. People, most people look at what they don't have, and and they're always complaining. You know, I mean, uh, in 2020, we had a, you know, everything was shut down. We couldn't go to church. We couldn't go to, to watch a ball game. We couldn't go out to eat. But, you know, and all I heard was complaints. It was the greatest year I ever had. <laughs> greatest year i ever had i had already set up virtual trainings with international companies so i just go in the studio and do my training i have never listened to so much read so much enjoyed life so much we would get out and just you know just take off and ride and see the country people don't understand today that it's a it's a choice you know we have to choose to do this you know life life's all about a choice you know and we have to choose to to see to see life that way but and that that starts with changing your attitude. You gotta, and that that again goes right back to communicate, you gotta communicate the right message to yourself, because that's gonna help change that attitude you have about life. When you have a good attitude, guess what? Life becomes fun. Life becomes exciting to you. And you can do things and you know, people wanna follow people who are excited about life. You know, you you become a magnet for success. And, uh, you know, we've learned that in the corporate world. If you want to be successful, what do you do? You hang around successful people. Why? Because you start thinking like them, talking like them. And before you know it, you're there. You know, the same thing in our life. We've, we've got to be the epitome of, of celebration in every area of our life. When we are, that's when you become a man. That's when you can touch other people because other people, nobody wants to hang around stinking thinking, you know, they want to hang around people who are going somewhere, who has a plan, who's excited, you know, who's smiling. That's what I hate about the mask that they want us to wear because we're covering up that smile, you know, and, and that to me, I mean, medical science has proven when you smile, there's a hormone release that strengthens your immune system. So we're stopping people from being healthy, <laughs> but they took it one step further. They said, if I see you smile, Karen, that same hormone is released in me just by viewing your actions. So we have the capability of making people healthy and happy just by our actions. You know, if you ever set it a red light and watch people go by, you'll realize, you know, how much pain, agony, and frustration and anger there are in the world. And about every six or seven persons smiling. And, you know, you know for sure that dude's doing something illegal or immoral. He would be smiling. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got to smile. We, you know, we've got to let people know that, hey, life is fun, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I've always been a smiler. I've always been a giggler. I just, I, yeah, but there was a time in my life where it was harder for me, where I was being snuffed out by the energy around me. And, you know, I came to terms with it, started working through it and realizing I have choices and some choices were very hard that I had to make in life. You know, my divorce after 28 years was one of the hardest things I have to do. I still get choked up about it because, My ex, I love him for the person he is, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but together we were toxic and realizing that and understanding that, that I didn't like the direction I was going. And so that choice to leave the family was extremely difficult. It wasn't like I woke up one day and went, Oh, I'm done. It was a gradual thing. And I finally was able to see what was happening to me as an individual and a wake up call. And I didn't like what I was becoming. And so I made that choice and I stepped out and the journey began the last eight years of me being single and finding my light again and igniting it. And I love the word you use ignite because I believe we all have that flame inside, but sometimes it does get snuffed out.
2: It does. It does.
1: Yeah. But with self-help books, with all these, I've been writing down the different books because there's a lot of these I haven't heard. And there's ones I've read that I just, I repeat, repeat the power of now, you know, conversations with God. Um, there's Wayne Dyer. I mean, there's so many books out there that I just are on my audibles. I listen and re-listen and the power of those words and the power of affirmation and manifesting and goals. Listeners, Donnie has touched every aspect tonight. And it's been absolutely beautiful. But at the end of the day, we have a choice. And trust me, choices are hard okay. and they're painful. Okay. And it, we get sorrow and they're deep. We feel like we're going through hell. But once we start going through one foot in front of the other.
2: Yeah. You know, Karen, people make uh, you know, choices for two, one of two reasons. To either avoid pain or to gain pleasure. You know, so if we want to see change happen in us, it has to be you know replicated over time. Just like Earl said, you know, you, you got to keep doing it, and and whatever decision it's for, you've got to be willing to make that decision and walk that decision out because you will be better for it. Because you, you you know it's just like you said, you got to love yourself, you got to you got to look out for yourself because no one else is going to do that for you. You got to determine what you want out of life and go after it. Uh, you know, I, I got a friend who's uh, he he got a promotion yesterday and, you know, I sent him an email. He's one of those characters like my youngest son. He sees what he wants and he goes for it. You know, we have got to do that. You know, we've got to do. I, I appreciate, you know, especially young people who who see it. They you know, they set a goal to get it. They devise how they're going to get there and they start on that strategy to do it. And they measure their progress every day. Yes. We've just got to do that. We've got to make that choice to, to make it happen.
1: And I think it's great. I mean, we're, we still have a couple, couple weeks before the new year. You know, I'm always like, don't wait till the new year. You know, I started doing this workout program with my girlfriend and stuff. And we're eating healthy and da-da-da. And people are like, well, wait till the new year. I'm like, no, i want to do it through December when we're doing all the eating and everything like that. It's like, I want to keep my healthy lifestyle going.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: And staying on my routine, staying on the routine. So it's like add, just add one thing a week. Mm-hmm. One thing. Whatever it is, if it's one affirmation you write on the mirror that is true to you, write it on the mirror and say it out loud and look at it over and over and over again. And then maybe choose the next week one goal. And it can be a simple thing. Maybe it's to meditate for five minutes.
2: Yep. Yep. You know, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, uh, uh, Daily Thoughts for Success. It's 365 quotes with commentary. Now, the quotes are all down through history, but the commentary is mine with a challenge of how to, in, you know, instill that today.
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: And it's yeah. a great it's a great gift for folks, especially at this time of year. Uh, you know, people need to be motivated today. I've never seen morale down as much as it is today in the world. And uh, people need to know they have hope. There is hope. Because I did a thing a number of years ago for Purdue University, and we talked about thriving in the age of instability. Well, we're living there today. We're in the age of instability. There's nothing stable. But guess what? You can still thrive. You can still enjoy it. You can still have all that life has for you, you know, but you got to make a choice to do it.
1: Yes. And I I believe that. And I believe people, because of the 2019-20, you know, COVID and everything that hit, you know, like you said, a lot of people didn't know it hit, they didn't know what to do. And they were upset and angry and how, but here's the thing, it happened to the entire world. Exactly. It wasn't just that one person. The entire world was affected by it. Right. And, you know, you got to choose. Well, okay, that's when I wrote my book. Mm -hmm. I I had that time to write my book. I'm inside. I'm I'm out in nature doing the things I still, like, I didn't even know this is how bad it is, Donnie. I didn't even know COVID was happening. (laughs) Two weeks into it, three weeks, my kids were over and they're like, so Uh what about this COVID thing, mom? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. I'm not on Instagram, Facebook. You know, I, I hire my assistants to do the things I want to post and things like that. But I didn't even know. The world could be tumbling around me, and I'm all in my little la-la land up here.
2: I quit watching the news years ago. You know, <laughs> It's too negative. I want to stay positive.
1: Yeah, and that's how I am. So, listeners, maybe it's the news you need to stop watching for a little bit. Take a break and, and quit listening about all the negative things and upload the podcast. Upload Donnie's book. Upload my book. It's like listen to things that are going to be inspirational and things that are going to inspire you. Um, what is one tool, Donnie, needed to achieve a life of celebration?
2: I think the the major major tool uh, really is uh, is your attitude. If you want to live a life of celebration, you got to have the right attitude. You got to have a positive attitude. You've got to see things from a positive everything from a positive perception. I learned that from my brother in law, and that's a long story to go into, but. He, you know, he, he taught me that you got to rewire your brain and you can do that simply by asking yourself two questions every day of everything you do. Number one, you know, what's great about this? And as a human, we automatically want to thank the negative, you know, but you got to identify that because when you do, that's going to initiate the positive thinking process. The second question you got to ask yourself is what can I do to make it better? And again, like the first, you got to force yourself to find that answer. When you do, it's going to initiate the creative thinking process, which is going to reinforce the positive thinking process. And you do that every day until it becomes habit. Now, cyber cybernetics says it takes 21 days. You know, Weight Watcher says it takes 38 days to form a habit. Gallup came out a few years ago and said it takes 62 days. Whatever it is, is, if you do it long enough, you're going to wake up one morning and that's the way you see things. You're looking for the good in everything and everyone. So when you start seeing that, that's when you see opportunities that other people don't see. And I, got I appreciate that. Extremely successful simply because he sees things that other people did not
1: hmm And I was reading a book, I can't remember which one it says, like, you don't have a problem, you have a situation. Yeah. So handle the situation, because everything can be problem- solved, right? But it's a situation, it's not a problem. You use a problem, it's got this negative. You use situation, and it's like, oh, I can take care of that. Yeah. And I think that's really important, it's just your mindset changing. And I'm totally with Donnie on this, with the energy, it is about how we talk to ourselves, it is about our attitude, Because in life, we all have loss. We've all suffered. Donnie's lost his wife and the whole family has suffered. You know, I lost my daughter, my parents, my brother. Like, we all have it. It's a part of life. And whether it's loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of opportunity, loss of whatever, the beauty of it is that we can gain it back. We can take that loss and make it into this beautiful healing light that we have um, sympathy for others, compassion for people, because we've been through things. We're about ready to close, Donnie. But I would love just a word of advice that you can give to our listeners today. During the celebration of life, celebration of service, and our affirmation, I enjoy giving.
2: One of the things that I think everybody needs to do is read the book by Dr. David Stoop called Rethink How You Think. You want to change how you know your direction of your life, you gotta think differently. You gotta and you can you don't have to lay on somebody's sofa for four and a half years, you know, at $150 an hour to change how you think. You can do that yourself. He teaches you how to do that. And uh, you know, I, I just think people need to to change how they think. You know, rethink how you think by Dr. David Stew. That's the one tool that uh that I think would help most everybody, you know, to get on the right track. Because it's I'll take care of it, you know. I mean, he's brought another wonderful woman into my life. That's going to be an asset, you know, for me and for what I do and for where we're going. So, you know, you got to you got to believe the positive is going to happen.
1: Right. And I love that. And Donnie's going to be a guest on the new year. So we're going to go deeper into his new his new wife, his life as it continues to evolve and and to grow. So, Donnie, thank you for being with us. Listeners, remember our affirmation for today. I enjoy giving. Write it on your mirror. Keep it up on the sticky note. And remember the affirmations, how important they are. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies.